guys. Welcome to another episode on our series of podcasts on infant baptism. This is episode eight. That's right. So now you know which one the previous one was. We're talking about the heads of household today. I'm Pastor Stuart Amazon of Christ Church Opelousas. With me is Pastor Brandon Neely, lead pastor of all of Christ Church, and producer Matt. Hey, or Maga Matt. Or, or Marxist Matt. <laughs> or the myriad of other nicknames. <laughs> myriad Matt. Myriad Matt. And we got a new one. There we go. There it is. Pastor Brandon, we're talking about head of household today. What's the significance here with infant baptism? Well, we're going to work our way through it, but what I'm going to show is that the promises are made to households Mm. and that children are under the guardianship or the stewardship of the heads of the household and are, because of that, um, wrapped up in the promise. The promise of? The Abrahamic promise made to households. Amen. Which is the same as the New Covenant promises also made to households, and uh, mm. we will see that. Yeah. We will see that. So we'll begin with a little song from Sunday School. Um, oh, no. Are you singing it? I'm not going to sing it, but we are <laughs> Abraham's children, and Ooh. the song goes, Father Abraham had many sons, and I'm one of them, and so are you. Are you rapping it? No. <laughs> but you know that song, right? We've all heard that song. Now, yes. the Bible says this, that those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham, yep. the man of faith. We know that no one is saved without faith, and that the only those who have faith are the children of Abraham. But when you are a child of Abraham, through faith, you receive the promises of Abraham, right? Yep. Okay. But what are the promises? The promises are that, he, that God would be God to Abraham and to his children and to their children's children forever. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you become a child of Abraham through faith, and you receive the promises. You are now an heir of the promises of mm-hmm. Abraham, mm-hmm. and those promises include your children. Amen. Amen. I hope everyone can see that deduction. That's why in Galatians chapter 3 and 4, it speaks about heirs of the promises, and then it talks about an heir when he is a child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, And that word can be used for an infant as well, mm-hmm. because heirs have children. Heirs have heirs. Right. And the inheritance, I do believe, is promised through our dynasty, through our lineage. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's the first um, building block in this particular argument. Okay. Now, Abraham, he believed the promises. Right. And he was saved. That's right. Hebrews confirms that. Yeah. A couple of years later, he received the sign of the covenant promise. Okay. He received it as a seal, as a pledge or a guarantee that God would deliver on all those promises. Yep. And uh, that's important because uh, the Jews were arguing that the Gentiles needed to be circumcised in order to be saved, and Paul says Abraham was saved before he was circumcised. Mm. Yep. And of course, all the saints um, who came before Abraham, there's no indication that they were necessarily circumcised either. Right. It was the sign and seal of the covenant that he made with Abraham, but Abraham didn't receive it till a couple years later. Right. But when Abraham um, believed, he became a Christian, and he received these promises, and these promises were for his children and their children's children. Mm -hmm. So he then gave his children the sign and the seal of the covenant, because he believed God would um, be in their life as well. God said, I will be your God, and I will be God to your children after you. Right. Mm -hmm. And the generations and the generations. To a thousand generations. Now... Each child individually has to receive those promises just like Abraham did. Okay. But Abraham gave them the sign of those promises, um, a down payment, a pledge, a seal, and we'll talk about all those things in later podcasts. He gave those to the children. It's the sign that they were for them. 
The, yeah. the promises yeah. are for them. The promises are for these children. Yep. They have the mark on them. Right. The seal of the Lamb, I would say. And it was, of course, circumcision. And there's a lot of meaning in circumcision, but it involved the shedding of blood, mm-hmm. of course, because it was a testimony or a sign of the gospel, a sign that one day God would come and accomplish the righteousness which comes to us through faith in Jesus Christ by dying on the cross and shedding his own blood. So circumcision pointed to that. Mm-hmm. It also pointed to the fact that the Messiah would come through the seed of Abraham. That's why it's on the on the male um, reproductive organ. Mm-hmm. Mm. But that's what the sign of circumcision meant in part. Right. Okay. Now, of course, when Jesus comes and the seed of, of, of Abraham comes, Jesus the Messiah, and he sheds his blood, we no longer need that particular sign because the sign is fulfilled. Okay. You know, Christ is uh, cut off. Right. And he is uh, removed be- for us so that our old man might be cut off and removed, that we might be internally cleansed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the sign is fulfilled. Now, in the New Testament, and we've been developing this over the multiple podcasts. In the New Testament, baptism becomes the like sign of the new covenant promises. Okay. And of course, baptism is not just for boys, it's also for girls, for slaves, for free, for Jew, for Gentile, yeah. one faith, one Lord, one baptism. Paul makes that clear. That's right. That's the, um, <clears throat> the sign that God has promises for these, um, these people, even though they're Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the New Testament makes it clear, Acts chapter 15, that the Gentiles didn't need to circumcise their babies um, the way the Jews did. They, uh, I believe, as we've been making the argument, would give their babies the sign of the new covenant, which is baptism. Right. Mm-hmm. And of course, it, it indicates the same promise that the, that the circumcision did. One points forward to it, the other points um, to the reality of it. Right. And that's that you can be washed of your sins. You can be forgiven. Mm-hmm. Your old man can be buried and resurrected. Mm-hmm. He can be mm-hmm. cut off, buried, and resurrected, and you can receive new life. That's all the symbolism of, of baptism. Right. And it's a sign of that glorious gospel promise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what people are making the mistake of is that they're saying that it's a sign that that individual person has made a decision to accept that promise. Right. But it's not a sign that points inside of us. Right. It's a sign that points up to God. Okay. That he has made a promise. Okay. So when a, a, someone decides to be baptized, um, they're not doing something that we would necessarily like, you know, I'm so proud of you. You've done it. You know, you've, what we should be saying is that God has made his promises. Right. He has, mm-hmm. he has made promises to my child or he's made promises to this adult who right. um, has claiming those promises. Right. And so that's what baptism, like circumcision, was a sign of the covenant. All right? Now, if, if you just take that particular part and you extrapolate, if circumcision was the sign of the old covenant with Abraham and the final fulfillment of that covenant has come with Christ and the sign of that is baptism, then we could deduce that we should continue to give the sign to children. Right. And that's mm-hmm. basically the argument in a real nutshell. Mm-hmm. And nowhere in the New Testament does it say the promises aren't for children, so stop giving them the sign. It doesn't okay. say that ever, anywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. right. All right. But let me um, develop this in a, in a slightly different way as it pertains to the head of the household, okay? Okay. So today, heads of households can still construct an ark for the saving of their household, um, like Noah, just to make an analogy. Okay. They can, the heads of households can love their wives as Christ loves the church. Why? Because they're the head of their wife. Okay. They, this is covenantal language, okay? Okay. That the head of the household is seen by God as 
the covenantal head over the family. Okay. Right. And and men today, when they are getting married and they have children, they are covenantal heads of their families the same way Abraham was. Okay. okay. Now, Abraham had a household of over three hundred and something. He had bond servants and and uh, whatnot, men and women slaves, and all of their children. Um, so we don't have exactly the same, um, you know, size of households. Yep. Um, but we have households. Yep. Amen. And we are the head over our wife and our children. And God um, deals with our household through us in many ways. Right. Right. And so the new covenant promises, the Bible says, are to us, if we receive them in faith, mm-hmm. and to our children after us. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It is a promise. The new covenant promise is to families, to households, to nations. We've covered that in other podcasts. Right. I was right? going to say, if you're looking for more information on this, you can find some of our other podcasts. Anywhere that you find podcasts, you can also go to wearechristchurch.com, find some there, or go to sermonaudio.com and search for the keyword, We Are Christ Church. We've talked about this a lot in a That's lot right. of our other series. Mm-hmm. And, and this is why Abraham gives the sign to his household. This is why when you go to the New Testament, you see nearly all of the baptisms are heads of households. Yep. The only ones that aren't are the is the eunuch. Right. And Paul, they don't have children, and um, they don't have households. They don't have households, and Simon the sorcerer, we don't know about. It doesn't doesn't say anything about it. Right. But even when the men are gathered and Peter's preaching, and they give us the three thousand men, you can see the Bible takes attendance by household. Right. You, you see that constantly because God looks down on earth and He honors the covenants. Right. He honors yeah. the marriage covenant and the household mm-hmm. covenant, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and this is why Paul says that the children of believers are holy and clean. Mm-hmm. They have a household status underneath that believing parent. Right. The Bible mm-hmm. is explicit about that. Right. Okay? Right. Um, Got it. God has a special grace for infants while under the covenantal head of a believing parent. Right. Amen. Children are represented by their covenantal head. Mm-hmm. And if they believe, they will take with them the promises of Abraham, mm-hmm. even into their adulthood, right? And they too will cover their infants. Mm-hmm. 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 Now, it doesn't mean that the children of believers are automatically elect or automatically Christians. It means that they have the promises. They're in the covenant. In the name of their dad, in the name of their mom, if she's the head of the household. Right. They're in that family covenant, right. and the promises are to that covenant. Mm-hmm. And so we give them the sign of that covenant because they are heirs of that, even though they are his children. Right. Mm-hmm. They, of course, need to believe in order to be saved, but they have the promise. Right. Amen. Right. And this is why no one believes that women were excluded from the covenant in the Old Testament. Even mm-hmm. though they didn't get the sign of circumcision, mm-hmm. they were in the household, right. either under their father or under their husband. Right. And this is why they didn't need to have the sign, because the sign of the promise went through households. Amen. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... Um, this is why I believe, um, when I adopted Shira, that God would save her. I believe that God had given me a promise mm. that that He, if she would believe, yep. He would wash her of her sins. Mm-hmm. You see what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Those are the terms of the covenant. The terms of the covenant is you have to repent and believe. Right. But And I believe, though, I said, I can adopt her, I can bring her into my household, and God will save her if she will repent and believe. Mm-hmm. I have that promise from Him. Because she's in my household. That's why I didn't have um, fear or doubt about um, what would happen with that, because I believe God would, would honor that promise. He would guide her through me and through her mom, and, uh, and we would experience the joy of her believing one day. And, and in fact, we did around the age of 13. Amen. Um, Amen. But um, so I hope that makes sense for, for folks. Um, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed 
and heirs according to the promise. And even when that heir is a child, he's still the owner of all things. Mm -hmm. But he must reach out and grab him, must receive them by faith, and not discount them the way Esau did. It's a lot of joy for fathers, for heads of household, to be able to say, I know these promises are true, and I can hold fast to them and trust that the Lord's going to work. And I'll just be faithful. I'll I'll be faithful in the day-to-day, and the Lord's going to do what he's going to do. And it's a huge responsibility, too. Absolutely. You see, because covenant succession, which is what we're talking about here, is not automatic. We have to, as parents, believe the promise and raise them up in the Lord. Right, right. If we hand them off to the discipleship programs of Baal, then we should not be surprised if God doesn't deliver. Right. We don't believe. We haven't had faith. We're not believing Deuteronomy 6 and all those other That's commandments. Right. If we don't discipline them and instruct them in faith, right. then what should we expect? If we're not training them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord, That's all right. those things. Yeah. But if, yeah, but if we're faithful stewards and in faith we raise them up and they too believe in faith, God will save them. Amen. He has a special place in his heart for them. Amen. Promises are there. So that's the relationship between baptism and heads of households. Amen. Guys, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see y'all next time.